Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is NNMRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the last episode, we went over the 22 planets I don't found it. Some of them very bad. Some of them decent. Some of them good. I'm just wondering, can I get the perfect colonization? The perfect civilization? Can we achieve it? This is going to be our 23rd mission. 23rd space mission. Wow. What a lucky and beautiful number for me. So, are y'all ready to go on this mission with me? A whole lot to explore, I bet. Hopefully nothing bad. On all my missions, I put causes, top priority, landing, top priority, culture. Also top priority, probes, also top priority. And um, other things, you know, will fall into place. So let's go. And when they knew the earth was doomed, they built a ship. Meaning the humans, us. They don't even give us a year. Come on, man. You know, just just have have the app adjusted to, to, to today's date. Shoot. That's all you have to do. Less like an arc and more like a seed. Domain but potential. In its heart, a thousand colonists in frozen sleep. Chosen and trained to start civilization again on a new world. I'm guessing they're going to say planet, but all right. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, is it my English or, you know, just the choice of words? Whatever. To control the ship, they created an artificial intelligence. Not human, but made to think and feel like one. Because only something that thought and felt like a human could be entrusted with the future of the human race wow its task is to is monumentous but simple to evacuate evaluate I mean each planet the ship encounterments and decide whether to keep Stretching or end the journey there. Searching. <laughs> this ship's solar sails propel it faster and faster into the darkness. And the AI listens as the transmissions from ground control fade, then cease. Wow. When all is quiet, it enters hibernation to wait out the first stage 
of his long, long, long journey. <laughs> After a millennia of slow travel, the sea ship AI awakes, hoping, hope, hopping. After hoping, what? Hopping after hoping, hoping after against hope. I don't know what they're trying to say there. Whatever. It trains, it receives on the distance of the Earth's sun. But it is as silent as any of the other. Moderate dead stars. Save for the thousand frozen in its sheltered in life support <laughs> systems. The human race is now extinct. Are you Christ? Alright, now we're about to do a system check because us, the AI, have awakened after a millennia has passed for some reason. At this point, we don't have any more contact with Earth and it, it's safe to assume, like they said, the human race on the planet Earth is extinct. That's sad, but also realistic judging gravitational waves that you go past massive planets massive stars gravity wells etc and um the music you know I had to turn on some classical music for this Uh, all right, we got system checks up. Good, good. We got a thousand colonists safely asleep. Check. Scanners all read one hundred percent atmosphere, have one hundred percent gravity, one hundred percent temperature, one hundred percent water, one hundred percent resources. We have uh, ten surface probes all checked. This all means that uh, we're able to scan the planets. You know. Systems landing 100% check. Our uh, construction 100% check. Database scientific 100% check. Cultural 100% check. We did a, um, a full system check right there. Any damage or malfunctions during the journey should have awakened the AI from its hibernation. Um, Right, check, check, check. But it is still anxious as it runs its self-diagnostic programs. Yeah, I'm, 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 we're all kind of anxious. This is the 23rd mission that uh, we have launched. Uh, the sleep uh, chambers are all functioning colonists. Within our ally, these being able 
would be recovered from uh, their frozen stasis. Sensor is functioning. Check. Surface pros responding. Check. Landing and uh, construction systems are uh, ready for one time. They uh, will be used. Um, check. Check. Um, scientific and cultural database attacks safely storing all that remains of humanity's knowledge and art. That's what culture is, you know, art. Sciences are knowledge. So here we go. Uh, let's uh, search our planet. Uh, search a planet. Um, the sea ship is orbiting. Is in orbit of uh, the third moon of a ghastly planet. Um, this uh, ghastly planet is a red dwarf. A uh, star is also orbiting a, a red dwarf star that's um, too cold for us. And uh, like we said on a, uh, we picking up on the radars, it is cold as it says. See, you gotta know a little bit of science because with the descriptions, the, your sensors could go, go, go out. You gotta know, what, what, what are we around? We're around a moon that is around a planet that is around a red dwarf. Way too cold. Uh, even a brief scan from the orbit reveals uh, far more information than its builders could know. With their Earth orbiting uh, based telescopes. So um, this is uh, accurate information that we're, uh, we're picking up. But the, AI, but the AI has little use for uh, scientific uh, curiosity has only uh, one concern whether this planet will make a sustainable uh, new home for the, the human race and um, I say no um, atmosphere is corrosive that's uh, first no very high uh, gravity first second no uh, cold eh, okay but um cold no um, water none there is no resources there's only a moon we're going to move on to the next uh, planet. So the the AI judges the first planet to be uh, unsuitable. It turns the scanners away. It spends and spans its solar uh, sails and uh, begins another long journey into the void. Um, as it enters a new system, the sea ship is struck by. Uh, Micrometeorites, small uh, cosmic dust um, coming at us at the speed of a bullet, and it pierces um, our landing system. So, um, as y'all can tell, we already have complications. Freak. Uh, we enter uh, a second planet, which is a red giant orbiting uh, a red. Super giant star, no. Star's light reflects off the near nearby nebula. No, this planet is uh, too hot. So um, as the sea ship uh, enters a new system, other uh, cometary 
um, cloud the collision evading system detects fast moving comets surrounded by a cloud of uh, smaller ice fragments the large comet is in collision course with our uh, cultural base we must avoid uh, this comment. You know, and it, it ends up hitting our resource uh, scanners, unfortunately. So here we are. The sea ship enters the orbit of an eighth moon of a gas planet orbiting a main sequence star. Hold on, guys. I need to pause this. Yeah, guys, as y'all could tell, it's just always, always something going on from left and it's going right. You you wanted to um, dedicate this time to, to something productive, and here we go again. So, um, we're in the, the eighth um, moon orbit of a gas planet that's uh, in a main sequence. Like I said, this star is one of... Uh, Dozens orbiting a massive black hole that looms in the distance like a malevolent eye. This place has breathable air, gravity good. It's very hot, too hot. We need to uh, move on. Let's, uh, on the way, we can also upgrade some things so it isn't like we're completely doomed. Um, now we're about to uh, hit some uh, cosmic dust. Uh, we should uh, have an emergency course change. Because uh, if we plow through that dust, that could uh, damage uh, some things. So um, now we're on to uh, another planet. This is uh, the third planet of a red dwarf star. Which probably is, uh, yeah, it's, it's too hot. This system is an area of dense interstellar dust, which hides uh, most of the brightest brightness of uh, the Milky Way. So we're traveling in our galaxy for a new home. This is uh, kind of dramatic, right? The sea ship went off course during its last journey so the guided systems were unable to use the upgraded scanners to, to selecting uh, this planet the atmosphere is uh, unbreathable so um, as it enters a new um, system the sea ship is struck by um, more um, micrometeorites and um, it ends up here hitting uh, the water sensors sending um, some of our equipment hurtling into space that's uh, that's bad but uh, so far uh, we can manage we can manage it looks like we're over 80% on all scanners, so um, that's a that's a good um, that's still good odds in, in our case, right there. So let's go and uh, continue on our space journey. The sea ship 
enters orbit of a third planet of a yellow supergiant star. This star is one of uh, the dozens orbiting a massive black hole. Breathable air, high gravity, very high gravity. Yeah, we got to move on. We're about to ent- encounter some uh, dense interstellar dust. We need to uh, ch- make our emergency maneuvers. And uh, now we're entering the orbit of a fifth planet of a uh, red giant star. This system is a dense uh, asteroid belt which appears as a throng of uh, stars sliding uh, slowly across the sky. The sea ship went off course during its last journey, so the guidance system weren't able to pick up uh, the upgraded uh, scanners. So uh, this uh, has an unbreathable atmosphere. That's, uh, that's not good. Um, we need to upgrade um, our water uh, scanners. There's, um, the AI is now marveling at the beauty of uh, the Milky Way galaxy. And uh, we're spending considerable amount of time. After a while, some people, colonists, might be lost due to um, put in a freezing status for too long. Hopefully we can find the right planet soon. So now we're at our fourth planet of a uh, red supergiant star. This system has dense uh, asteroid belt. Unbreathable atmosphere, no. We need to avoid the collision of uh, this comet. It ends up hitting our water scanners. Bad. Now we enter another planet with unbreathable air. We need to move on. Oh, the sea ship wakens to find an unexpected power drain in the temperature scanners. It sends, it's, it's spending uh, more time searching with this uh, internal scanners and uh, fortunately finds a source that uh, would have been an empty space inside its own structure nestling inside our 26 sleeper cells that are not uh, attached to the main colony module or uh, mentioned in uh, the uh, the ship's design it seems that they were added to the ship secretly before it's launched and plugged into its power source. These uh, chambers seem to have been built hastily and now are failing and draining more power uh, than before. If they continue to operate, they could cause um, severe damage to the temperature scanner. So, um... We're not going to eject these extra people. We're going to um, use a surface droid to um, get the system under control. And uh, it was successful. The surface droid crawls inside the uh, sea ship, um, severs uh, the straightaway uh, chamber's connections to the uh, temperature scanners and uh, carefully maneuvers them to the colony module with the rest of their uh, sleeper uh, chambers. It is difficult work and um, 
destroying uh, damages the probe, but uh, eventually succeeds in linking uh, these chambers to the main uh, status system. Now we have 1,026 people aboard our seat ship. We now enter a third moon of a, jazz, of, of a gas giant orbiting a yellow supergiant. This uh, has unbreathable uh, oxygen, so no, we're not going to be taking that. Let's um, upgrade on uh, our atmosphere. And um, each time the sea ship uh, depends and uh, departs from a starship, the scanners are recalibrated so they continue to... Uh, Return accurate uh, information. The calibration systems are now decaying with age. And is no longer able to maintain them. So uh, we have to choose uh, which one of these are we going to prioritize. And um, that's, um, let's prioritize everything but uh, the gravity scanners. Now, uh, we are entering a fourth planet of a red giant star. Um, there's a marginal atmosphere, but the gravity is very high and it's very cold. No, um... Um, so, um, we're, we're gonna have to pass on that. Uh, a minor power fluctuation is one of the sleep sleep chambers wakens uh, the AI from hibernation it fixes the malfunction easily but in the course of doing it notice another anomaly the colonists bio signs do not match those of the identity on the file uh oh so it seems like um, there's an unexpected person in a sleeper cell then what we uh, formerly thought was uh, in that sleeper cell. Um, the AI searches its database for information on the mysterious colonists. If this is new, I never encountered this. Uh, finds some in unexpected place of historical files in the cultural base because we're, we're we preserved our culture. And we, we still have 100% of that. Still database. The colonist is a former dictator. Who headed a brutal opposition regime. In one of Earth's nations. For decades before being disposed. And going into hiding. Not only that. But the AI detects a hidden programming. Connected with that sleep uh, chamber that would give the dictator full power over all of the systems uh, immediately after landing. Wow. With those uh, protocols, the dictator could easily take over the new colony. I'm going to be God's on this, guys. The main purpose of this mission is for Earth's survival. If we're going to compromise humans on this journey, that would be um, counterproductive to the mission's status. I believe that we could lose aspects of our ship. 
But the purpose of the ship is to carry the people. And some things are compromisable. So I am not going to kill the person the same way I'm not going to let those sleeper cells, you know, go away. I'm a, I'm a add them. So um, we're going to let the dictator sleep. The AI's mission is to preserve all remaining human life, even the worst examples of it. The dictator will be the colonist's problem after the sea ship lands. Oh man, we got new conclusions. We're going. This is a truly unique twenty uh, third mission right here. So uh, we're we're entering the orbit of the seventh planet of a of a blue uh, giant star. In this, um, we have breathable air. Low gravity is very cold. Very cold. Um, I don't think we should pick that one. Oh man, uh, deep in the uh, interstellar void, the AI is jolted awake by a malfunction and warning that one of the surface probes has uh, activated unexpectedly. Perhaps a chance of encounter with the cosmic radiation tripped something in its uh, electronics, or perhaps a a flaw in this um, malfunction manufacturer finally manifesting itself whatever the reason at this moment the probe's drill is uh, and engines could uh, come to life if this happens while the probe is still a doctor the ship it could likely damage what the heck is up with the music now all of a sudden there we go and it's still Dr. Ship and it can damage one of the other systems. So let's uh, try to bring that probe under control. And uh, the rogue probe tears away at the water scanner and badly damage the AI before we can get it under control and shut it down. So here we are uh, orbiting a first moon of a giant uh, gas that is orbiting uh, ultra cool um, dwarf star. Um, Marginal atmosphere, but it's a very high gravity, uh, very hot. Um, let's upgrade our gravity scanner, seeing that has been compromised earlier, I remember. So, um, the AI wakes up again to find uh, activity in the database module. A program the AI doesn't recognize is running in the culture in scientific database apparently to, to delete and rewrite the data oh my goodness quick the ai um, quickly traces the program this is what i told y'all in the introduction episode traces the program to the 20 to 25 of the sleeping um commanders uh sleeper cells uh the, the colonists in in the must be carrying devices that's designed to interface with the Starship system, uh, especially during flight. My goodness, the 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 only sure way is to stop the program. Would be to to uh, sever these uh, sleeper uh, connections from the ship, killing them inside uh, the database. Also, have a defense program against this hacking, though. But their designers did not anticipate they would be uh, needed after 
this ship has uh, left Earth, so they they are dormant. The the defense uh, are are fully intact though, but it's still not certain that we would be able to stop the rogue pro program. So we could cut off these sleeper cells. No, we're not going to do that. We're going. No, we're not going to allow the program to run because then it's gonna create some other pr problems I, I can't foresee, and that is true chaos at the at, at a great disadvantage to us. We're gonna activate the database of cyber defense. Whoa, what the heck is up with this music? I am about to uh, go away to a new playlist because. This is supposed to be soft, somber music. So, um, millennia after the destruction of Earth, cybernetic warfare rogues within a lonely metal box starring the last records of its science and culture. The AI takes role of general Mar marshalling the the forces of the database defense programs after a tense struggle defense programs managed to drive the attackers back to their strongholds in the sleeper themselves so that's foretelling corruption in uh, our colonies unfortunately the AI commands a final push that wipes uh, the devices that are that the saboteurs smuggled on board. There was no outward sign of conflict, and the colonists may never know what happened. But the AI knows it has won a great victory for the preservation of human culture. So we enter a fifth planet of a main uh, sequence star. What we have is marginal atmosphere, cold weather, planet-wide oceans, rich resources, appears to have vegetation, and even possible structures. Let's go in and send a probe down. This is the first time we're doing this. Because um, everything has not checked off even the first check mark. And that's being the atmosphere. So what we come to find out because our gravity scanners are failing is that it has high gravity. These are all indications that um, bumpy road ahead of head. Edible plants though. And uh, these, uh, there used to be a civilization here but they have uh, vanished. That's all. I would not pick this because they don't have the animals. And um, everything else is rocky. So the AI wakes to find that the uh, sea ship's course is... Uh, curving sharply towards uh, the darkness of space if it's caught in a gravity well of a star the source um, of the gravity is invisible to the scanners 
but there is only one thing that could be and it's a black hole it is already too late to escape the gravity well without pushing the main engine past its safety limit which could damage uh, the ship's systems or ultimately we could eject 32 people to lighten the ship and escape the gravity well and I say no push the system to its limit and uh yeah we're, we're losing some of our landing capabilities but we have uh, successfully evaded a black hole so now we are coming across a very hot planet but breathable air good gravity no we're not going to go there um we're about to um collide with something in space because uh the damage systems awakens and a minor priority that destruction or weakness in the landing systems could cause uh aware to thousands of years of travel huh, thousands of years of travel at this point the system is still in check for the moment but uh, the sea ship could decelerate into the next system vibration and will shake important components loose so um we need to reinforce it with a surface probe and um it was unsuccessful we have lost a large quantity of our landing capabilities guys huh we, we reached a second moon of a gas giant orbiting a red dwarf marginal atmosphere low gravity temperatures are good resources geological uh, amenities and uh, we also have vegetation it appears so we have no water on this planet you know how that goes this is an ugly planet but there's caves there's poisonous plants no this is a no-go let's uh, go in and upgrade our uh, water scanners Now, we along the way, we hit some dust that compromised our temperature scanners. Now, we're in another planet. This planet looks a lot better. Um, this is the ninth moon of a gas planet orbiting a white dwarf sun. And uh, we're in breathable air, moderate gravity. This is uh, cold temperatures, ice caps, rich resources. We have a moon. We have geological amenities. We have uh, vegetation and animal life. This could be it. So let's uh, find out what's what's going on. Ah, oh, rich moon. Uh, unstable uh, tectonic plates causing earthquakes. Poisonous plants, but we have useful animals. Ah, two bad factors plus another bad factor. No, we're not going to go down the money route. You know how that goes. Whoa. A faint radio signal awakens AI from its slumber. It is coming from directly ahead. The starship's destination planet. The signal is a series of mathematical pulses, not unlike the starship's own uh, interspecies greetings. In order to reach the star ship from its distance it would have trapped must have been traveling uh 
by a high-powered transmitter targeting the ship's exact position. The ship is uh, decelerating for its final approach to the planet, but it is still hundreds of years away from uh, this planet. So uh, let's hear um, the aliens' greetings. The aliens uh, respond with a more complex signal and with a few decades of the sea ship and planet-based aliens have established communications. The communications lasted hundreds of years with generations of scientists on the aliens and soon the Aliens have an entire branch of science dedicated to studying this, this, the seed ship's message. Wow. The AI learns that the citizens are in an atomic age. That's good. That's why they're paying attention to us coming towards them. And with sophisticated electronics, but no true computers. Despite the sea ship's example of higher technology, the citizens does does not advance significantly during the sea ship's approach. So they're they're behind us technology wise, but they are studying us. This is like us back in the 1930s and 40s or maybe 50s with space travel. No truths, uh, computers at least. The ones they're using are the ones we're using right now. You look at computers back then, they were just big boxes and knobs that d picked up information. That's all basically. Um... The scientists on the other end of the conversation are reluctant about the details of our of their society except to emphasize that they are unfaithfully loyal to it. Sounds like they're underneath some type of dictatorship or whatever. Several times the tone of the message changes without warning. As if the scientist in charge has been abruptly replaced. The sea ship is still a century off from the planet. When the communications become intermittent, and chaotic the alien scientists tell the AI they are all dealing with a planet wide catastrophe that threatens to destroy their entire civilization everything including the starship communications being put on hold while they try to find a solution let's try to help these aliens with some scientific data 
The alien transmits everything from the scientific data that could be helpful. The struggles last decades, but the aliens eventually announced they have solved the crisis in part thanks to the ship's help. The leading nation's leaders personally send the, mess, the AI a message formally inviting the aliens to seek asylum on the planet and describe the area that the aliens have set aside for our colony as beautiful. A 23rd mission, beautiful, truly unique things. We even helped them out. Imagine if we let them die. We could have been searching and searching with just only five probes left. Our, our, our scanners dying. Our, 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 our water resource scanners are 50 six percent everything has been compromised except for our culture our science and our atmospheric uh, scanners we have over a thousand colonists now we also have a dictator oh my goodness they're going towards a planet with with a dictator oh my goodness this is bad actually um we should have been on our own planet all by ourselves but uh i don't know guys what do you think i'm gonna choose Uh, our landing capabilities are 31 percent in the red this is a this is a disaster. Maybe that dictator might die in the crashing. So here we are. Um, we're approaching a breathable atmosphere. It is cold. There is um, um, electromagnetic energy uh, activity on the planet. That's good. This is the first planet we ever came across with this type of uh, components, at least that we're considering landing on. Uh, possible structures, alien life, vegetation, rich on resources, it's cold ice caps. Let's send the probe out to this uh, planet. Poisonous plants, ouch. Poisonous animals, ouch. Uh, oh my goodness, they're in a dystopian police state. That means the dictator would probably overthrow them or fit right in. During the atomic age, the probe investigates the possible structures of the sea ships orbiting from blah blah blah. Finds that there are cities inhabited by an it's intelligent species in the atomic age level of technology. Most advanced nations are dictatorships, which have intensive use of policing and technology services to keep population in line. Guys, do you think I should go to this planet? Because, you know, I'm thinking with the people we got on this ship. Uh, I don't know, guys. I really don't know. This is a decision. We have already compromised so much. Very low gravity. This is going to be bad, actually. We're, We're not, oh, and they're welcoming us. The natives of the planet have already extended an offer to asylum to to us, and we'll be welcoming. Yeah, but you're in a dystopian police state now. I don't know, guys. This is the... Should we trust them? I mean, we we don't have any other... um, Any other... um, nothing better to look forward to because even if we find a planet we're, we're we have over a thousand though 
a lot of people are going to die from the plants, from the animals, but they're seeking asylum. All right. Let's 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 go there, guys. Let's see what happens. The badly damaged landing system struggles to control this the seeds descent and it plunges through a field of vegetation before coming to a stop. The surviving colonists awaken from the sleeping chamber. And survey the new world. Forest is impossibly slender. Alien plants reaching blah, blah, blah. They build a monument to the 305 colonists who have who did not survive the journey. And named the world El Dorado. Meaning plentiful minerals. The colonists begin constructing... Oh, this is. We should have gone there, guys. We should have stayed in space. Twenty-third mission, a fail. A fail. This probably might be the worst of the worst because my last mission before turning on was the worst. Counters begin constructing a civilization with the aid of the ship's damaged construction bots. They can leave the ship without breathing air but wearing heavy clothing to protect them from their freezing cold. But 56 colonists freeze to death with heating system fails and the very low gravity makes work very difficult. Meaning not a lot of gravity. Um, difficult and uh, 129 colonists died to gravity related problems they mined water from the planet's south pole ice caps and the colonists managed to keep the planet's relentless hostile animals at bay but 252 colonists are killed before their perimeter fence were secured. The planet's plant life was extremely poisonous to the humans and 95 colonists died before they can clear it away from their settlement. And everybody died. So that shows you under no circumstance, even right now, do not go to very low gravity. Everybody dies. Do not mess with those plants and those animals. Everybody dies. Everybody died, man. And that mission was 21 on the list. 21 the third worst not the worst of the worst but the third worst I've ever we should have continued out in space but we even had a dictator on this ship that that was that, that was a first time I ain't never had no dictator on those ship 
That's crazy. Alright, guys. Well, I'm about to uh, get on. So I'll see y'all later. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good evening, folks. This is NNMRadio.com. I am your host. So this is going to be different, unlike uh, the last uh, couple of episodes we've been doing on You Know What. So this episode is going to be on a interesting app that's a game. And I know what y'all feel like. Y'all like, really, James? Come on. But trust me, it's not like your ordinary game. And I'm calling it a game because... Uh, it's sort of like a game It's not like a productive app I mean, it could be If you're looking into The odds of uh, space and all that So, as you can guess it That's what this episode is going to be about It's going to be about um, outer space Now, the game is called Seed Ship and the concept of the game is the the scenario is that you're a robot i know how, as weird as that is but the ai of a seed ship has to guide the colonists to uh, a future planet and uh the reason why is because earth you know is all messed up so <clears throat> The AI has uh, the colonists sleep, and there's a thousand of them. So they're all in hibernation. And um, as you take in the role of that AI, you make decisions. And some decisions cost lives, cost um, resources, etc. As y'all could guess. And... Um, just given this uh, world we're living in whether we want to realize or recognize or not there are some people out there that are going about this type of scenario that I'm talking about like implementing it in some capacity realistically very small capacity to what I'm talking about but y'all can imagine at this point so, um, the, the, the game Seed Ship. So first I want to go over some of uh, the missions I went on. So uh, I went on 22 missions and it feels like I went on more missions because over the last uh, couple of days I've been uh, playing it over and over again. Uh, getting curious as far as what are some scenarios uh, this game could play I mean display and um, um, it, it piqued my interest and um, far as y'all know what I wanted to dive into far as like space colonization this is right up the alley ironically so this is uh, I believe a good way to Open the door on this conversation. So, my 22 missions. And y'all are guessing like... Alright. 
if I was a leader of a colony that was asleep, like they couldn't give any input in any of decision making. Now, also mind y'all that this is just a game. This can't be, you know, the end all be all answer. But also, weirdly enough, the reason why I like it is because how realistic it is. It's, um, it has all type. Uh, now, before I go into the 22 missions, let me tell y'all some of the details. Uh, they won't line out in in the missions. And, of course, I can't recall every single mission because some missions were mundane and other missions were pretty exciting and kind of nuanced. So there are scenarios where you would come across like a comet and say, well, this comet is projecting is going to hit your water scanners for planets or you could rotate the plant uh the, the spaceship for it to hit another side of the ship so you have to make decisions like that um <clears throat> there would be times where you're about to go into a black hole also known as a gravity well and the measures you you will have to take so they'll give you a choice or even choices um far as uh, what you could do um and actually i want to save some of that if it pops up in a mission actually so y'all are at home and uh maybe if y'all interested y'all y'all stick around and, and see where this uh could go out the 23rd mission ironically i'd even plan that out it's crazy how 23 just that's my number. People think I'm I'm trying to be like Jordan. Nah, that's that's my number. Real quick. All right, all right. So other scenarios would be like um, you run into alien life. So even though we haven't had any evidence of it, and um, it, it's kind of cool that they included that. So you you could run into aliens like a, a messenger or a probe. You could have scenarios where people sneak sleeper cells onto your ship. They even have scenarios like that. They have scenarios where people were planning to override your mission with with uh, cyber warfare. They have scenarios like that. They have. <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. It's really cool, and the I know y'all thinking like, oh, what game is this? It's not your typical game. Is so there's a lot of reading involved, and that's what also piqued my interest because when it comes to games, it also boils down to the interface, like the design, how the flow goes, and. Some some games are ambitious, and I do get it, but it just doesn't grapple with me with the using your phone as a controller type of, you know, I'm, I'm just not into that type of scenario either. <coughs> so, um, yeah, they, 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 they have a lot of scenarios, so I just told y'all the traveling scenario. Oh, one last scenario, and it's not the last scenario, because... Shoot, this this game is surprising me. Um, you 
they even take into account how long you've been in space. Now, what I will criticize is they don't exactly tell you how many years you've been in space for. I wish they had a calendar. I mean, you know, a clock, something like that to to be like a precautionary tale. But then again, knowing gravitational waves, uh, time will be basically irrelevant at some point. Um, because time is relevant to the system you're in. And if your system is constantly changing because you're traveling through space, yeah, time then becomes warped and irrelevant. All right, I get you on that. But I, I, I you know, I, I, you know, you added aliens. So why couldn't you, you know, just give us a hypothetical, you know, year and date, you know? So, um,. Yeah, so now we're getting to the planets. And no, not every planet is perfect. Not every planet is good enough. I'll be honest. This That's the cool thing about this uh, game. It, it it goes in that deep far as like, what what is good enough? Um, <clears throat> So you, you have planets with bad atmosphere. Planets are really hot. Planets are really cold. You have um, planets with too much water. You know, just planet-wide oceans, as they would categorize it as. And um, no no, no water at all. You, you have to go to um, planets with uh, edible f- uh, plant life or poisonous plant life or neither. Um, you could, yeah, literally neither. You cannot eat it, and it's not dangerous to you. You know, those, like, outside, shoot. You're over here eating weeds. <laughs> so, um, they, you, you could have, you know, of course, alien life now on planets. And also, it goes into, um, what type of alien life you're dealing with. Because, you know, as, uh, you know, traditionally speaking, alien life, where I'm looking at at as, like, plants are alien life. And, uh, no, you actually have, like, other forms of alien life, and um, they have different systems you could uh, see. And, uh, yeah, that's all in the consideration when you're trying to, transport your thousand colonists onto a planet and uh, it could go really good or really bad and no you cannot then take the colonists back onto the ship so um, you you have all types of things going on all right so um, let, let's go over this is actually a long list so let's go over some of uh, the more unique ones, starting from the worst to the best. Now, the worst, ironically, was the very last game I was just playing. And um, <clears throat> it's called Spelink. And um, it had long-term technology, meaning it will take a very long time before you get anything relative to... Um, Let's say medieval times. 
technology, you know, full metal armor and roads and none other villages but walls and kingdoms and, you know, more complicated social life we're talking about. Not even that. And uh, our uh, civilization failed. So the marking was uh, 1800. And the reason why it failed is because of, firstly, gravity. The gravity was very low, meaning that now you as an individual could jump higher than the highest person has ever jumped in the Olympics at the high jump. We're, we're talking about probably the slightest of movements could injure you at that point. Um... The temperature was cold, and some people died in the cold. There was traces of water, meaning not enough water, and people starved to death. There were poor resources, meaning there wasn't a lot of metals to um, power, to make anything, to defend yourself. But there were a lot of caves they could um, take advantage of. The atmosphere was breathable also. Um, so that's where it took me to consider this planet. Also, this was after visiting 18 planets, you know? So after the 10th planet, it started getting kind of dangerous on the mission and y'all will see why. So uh, what I noticed is that there's a lot into, I, I mainly focus on atmosphere you know, if if the atmosphere is bad, if it's like corrosive, if it's uh, you know just low or not no atmosphere, I do not pick it. It has to be either moderate, moderate or um, marginal or um, breathable. And then you know, I was looking at the caves. When you have the caves, that already slices half of your construction um, phase in half. Because uh, early man, as you know, lived in caves. So that's a good entry point. You know, you're, you're ahead of the pack in that sense. There were also edible plants that the people could eat. There were also useful animals that that they could eat and they could use to help build or move or whatever. But there was an alien civilization there. They were around uh, medieval, but they had a benevolent monarchy. Now, um, unfortunately, everybody died. Um, it was impossibly uh, a slender... Uh, alien plants reaching kilometers into the blue sky. The ruins of the colony are overgrown with alien plants, overrun by alien animals. The planet's intelligent natives explore the ruins, but not enough remains from them to learn anything about the extinct human race. So, um... Two things happen, and 
the the last killing blow was the low gra- gravity. They just couldn't adapt to it, and um, even though they they could uh, genetically engineer themselves because they had some technology, the the water supply, you know, killed a lot of them. I I believe also. The landing equipment is a big, big factor that could instantly wipe out the remaining colonists if you had a bumpy trip. Just on that, you can meet the perfect planet, but if your landing equipment is kaput, your spaceship crashes, even if everything checks off as green. It'll be really unfortunate, so... And flying, I take that as one of the main priorities, honestly. Landing equipment has to be top priority, I notice. Yeah, um... When, uh... After they landed, there were only, uh... 733 people alive. And uh, that's that's pretty good, I would say. That means the trip wasn't that bumpy. And the landing process, whether, whether, whatever it may have been, wasn't that bad. You, you, you still had um, essentially a 73% of, of your colony. That's what I focus on, you know. But unfortunately, because of the low gravity... In very scarce water um, Survivors after the first uh, Construction Was under a hundred um, So it, it took a lot of out of them Just to construct their first civilization Only 95 people lived Yeah. The dis the descendants of those people couldn't couldn't stand the gravity. Um, in this other mission, um, they called this uh, planet Garden. The construction process failed for them. Um, marginal uh, atmosphere, meaning it might have been a bit hard for people to breathe. You know you. You might have needed some, uh, yeah, some breathing equipment. And if that failed, a lot of people died. The gravity was high, so meaning it it was a bit heavier than Earth's gravity for the people to construct the civilization. The temperatures, it was hot. A lot of people overheated, meaning their cooling systems failed. It was planet-wide oceans, uh, not a lot of land to uh, get resources, Um, but um, they're saying overall resources, if I had to take a guess, because the sea resources were rich. Um, There were a lot of uh, metals uh, up in the moon, so the moon was rich in metals, Uh, but what probably killed a lot of people were poisonous plants. There were a lot of uh, ruins around meaning there were some civilizations that failed. But uh, 
as y'all could tell. No, no, nobody, nobody lived to see the first civilization at this planet. Only 52 people survived after the landing. Alright, uh, let's see another one. Um, <laughs> this one is called Thirsty. They they uh, had long term technology and uh, it was it was just a overall failure. If y'all could guess, low on uh, water reserves. All right. Next failed one was uh, construction failure. They called it planet uh, desert. They called their planet desert. So uh, it's just it's just telling y'all what what type of conditions that that was. Next one, um, garden. Long term technology overall failed. Um, I'm kind of curious because this is the highest ranking failed mission that that uh, I got on my 22 list. Let's see some of the details. Marginal atmosphere. A lot of people um, had a failure in their oxygen uh, per, uh, per, protection, whatever. Um, very low gravity, just like we told y'all with the worst colony I ever found it. But they did all, they did better. Um, temperature was cold. A lot of people froze. Water were was stored in ice caps, so they have scenarios like that. You know, that's you know, I, I'm I'm liking this game. All all the little scenarios they got. So um, they they had to um, they 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 didn't have uh, the water in uh, in any capacity. So probably a lot of people um, starved to death um, or um, dehydration. Um, 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 we got resources were poor, not a lot of resources for them to advance and uh, maintain themselves if I had to take a guess. But if y'all could take a guess why I chose this planet, this was after 17 planets visited. I noticed once when I hit over 15 planets, this is a bad mission. And I'll tell y'all the number. That, that I came to that that made me think yeah this is around when I find the best planets or the 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 the, the right amount of planets you know okay I just wanted to see what's going on in the background so what chose me to pick this planet it was beautiful oh yeah so well when when y'all say well what do you mean beautiful James yeah you, you no, you're not going to be even able to see the planet. But um, your computer, like, would judge and be like, oh, the humans will find this planet beautiful. Uh, there were edible plants and there was uh, high-tech ruins. And when you find those, depending on if you still have your uh, scientific and cultural resources up, you you could uh, reverse engineer and uh, take advantage of that. So um, 
Let's see. Let's see. After landing, 896 people survived. That was uh, overall uh, not that bad of a mission. Um, Survivors after the first construction, 751. All right, not that bad. Says the gardens um, had um, a lot of alien plants. And the ruins of the colony are overgrown with alien plants. So, um, yeah, if I had to take a guess, the low gravity killed everybody. Gosh darn it. So, it it takes more than that. Um, A lot of people died from lack of oxygen. A lot of people froze to death. There wasn't a lot of uh, resources. It was poor on resources. But that was um, my highest ranking uh, long-term technology failure uh, colony. Oh, now this is my lowest ranking and actually one of a kind, Warring Atomic Age. We had superpowers. Um, They called it Coracopia. Coracopia? Coracopia, squat, uh... Thick-limbed alien plants stretch away beneath a pale blue sky. The colonists lived in a squatch, uh, cities of steel and cement, with buildings sealed against the planet's harsh environment gathered around water production plants. Good, good. Cities are surrounded by military bases and nuclear missile soils. Silos. Whatever that is. Uh, The population lives in fear of both the other nations' armies. Wow, I guess they're warring against each other. Yeah, like they suggested. And uh, their own nation's secret police. Wow. They got, they got, um, it sounds like a world similar to ours. In the first city stand monuments, stand monuments to the 697 colonists who did not survive the journey. The 128 more who died building the first settlement. And the ship AI that guided humanity to its new home. So I guess overall it was successful. They had a marginal atmosphere. Some people died because lack of oxygen. And uh, this probably be the last time I'll be repeating these disclaimers. Oh, uh, gravity was high, meaning it was a bit rough for them. You know, they had to build up their muscles and their bones. Uh, gra- uh, temperature was cold. A lot of people froze it up. There, were n- there was no water, none at all. This was after I visited 10 planets. Um, resources was poor, metal, and rich moon. Um, as y'all can figure out with uh, the military life and how they're able to construct themselves, there are edible plants and there are useful animals, meaning they could build off of them and uh, eat. Um, after landing. They only had 303 
survivors. After the first settlement, there was only 175 people. As they said, they were in the atomic age and there were warring superpowers. And uh, it looks like I I kept, um, yeah, 91% of um, my my scientific uh, database upon landing. So that was uh, why they had their their science uh, booming. But I guess because of their culture, they only had about 50% of it led to um, some downfalls culturally. Um, Let's see. Next on the list is Warren. Oppressive Neolithic theocracy. (laughs) My goodness. Warren's alien forest stretched far away beneath a pale blue sky. The colonists live in a stone-walled cities with buildings sealed against the planet's harsh environment. Besides, beside rivers that flow into the planet's ocean, cities are dominated by temples to the state's religion, which controls every aspect of the people's lives. Oh, wow. In the first city stands monuments to the 87 colonists who did not survive the journey. Wow, just 87 people died. Wow, okay. And the uh, 49 more who died in building the first settlement, so that's really, really good, you know, just just that many people died. And plus, to you know, to the AI me. This was after I visited 15 planets. Um... Let's go over the stats. It was marginal uh, atmosphere. It was moderate um, gravity. Finally, some some decent gravity, right? Um, As y'all could guess, with my atmosphere is what I always aim for, right? Temperatures, it was hot. There were oceans. There was poor resources. There were caves. There were edible planets. The animals were not useful nor they were edible though there were uh regional geological evidence and there were even uh formations we're we're, um, possibly talking about alien life that probably once lived there um neolithic meaning this was right before or really this was uh stone age actually this was um right at the end of the stone age to be technical so um yeah it was oppressive theocracy yeah. not a lot of science as y'all could guess only 13% of of that and uh just a little over half um culture so that's why that led to that type of society and uh overall failure um medieval slave empire at Spurlink, and uh, this is number 15 on the list to uh, give you all outline. So the, we have uh, alien forests that stretched far and wide. The colonists lived in stone walls protecting them from the environment. Yep, uh, right by the sea. Uh, da, da, da. Cities were dominated by palaces of emperors who lived in luxury while the population toils to support them. Ouch. We're about to see why in a little bit. 
In the first uh, city stands a monument to the 653 colonists who died. Oh, in the first city. That means uh, everybody survived in uh, the journey, I guess. The first city stands in the monument who died building the first civilization. Wow. So, I guess everybody lived in, in the space process journey. And in the landing, that was, uh, I guess, uh, pretty good. But a lot of people died. Over half of the colony died. Though. So, so they paid, it seems like, still. This was after nine planets were visited. Marginal atmosphere. This was uh, moderate gravity. The temperature was hot. There were oceans, there were poor resources, we had caves, but there were poisonous plants, we had useful animals, we had uh, regular geological, um, I guess, uh, um, land, uh, and there were formations, I guess, alien formations. Uh, yeah, as I guess, after landing, there were a thousand people, great. And uh, they suggested, yeah, um, after the construction, only 347 people lived. They were in a medieval uh, scenario, and uh, they were about that slave work, apparently. Only kept about 60% of our science and about half of our culture. See where that led to without culture. That's That's what taught me, like, okay, maybe we need to... Focus a little more on culture because I don't want my people to start enslaving each other. That's bad. Uh, hepatitis. Um, Iron Age. Slave Empire. My goodness. Hepatitis. Alien far stretch. Yep, yep, yep. As we know, the stone walls protected them. Yep. They were all. Oh, they lived by lakes of melted water. From uh, the water of the planet's ice caps, cities were dominated palaces by palaces who had emp emperors who lived a luxury life. Yeah, as we know, after the the first uh, city stood a monument of just two people who did not survive the journey. Just two people died. Wow. Wow. Um, that was that was that was something right there. 39 people died in building the first civilization, so not that bad. Uh, this was after 24 planets were visited. What? After 24 planets were visited, only two people died? That's remarkable. And this was after scenarios like about to fall into a black hole. Uh, dust compromised this. Uh, avoid a, a, a comet. Um... Failed planet, failed planet, probe lost, probe lost. Like, imagine how many probes are lost. And you only get 10 probes. So, you know, I'm trying my best to, to, to make the best decisions that if I ever was a leader of some capacity, not even talking about space. What, what does this mean about my decision making? So uh, let's go into the stats. Why it was better than all the previous civilizations we just mentioned. Breathable air. No stress. Just like Earth. Gravity. Moderate. 
That's good. Just like Earth. Temperatures were cold. Okay. You know, some people died in the freezing cold. Like, we could guess, like, about 39 people. Ice caps, just like Earth, right? Uh, resources, rich. That's good. Beautiful planet. And plant life, uh, not that um, useful. But uh, it, it marked uh, pretty good. Uh, we only had about 29, I mean 28% of our science. So you can see why it was overall downfall. And uh, we had no culture. Just 5% of our culture. So there we go. Let's see uh, something. Oh, Arcadia. Once when I saw this name pop up, I was like, oh, I guess we're on to a good planet, Arcadia. It was a egalitarian Neolithic Republic. Okay. So this is our first Republic on the list. And let's see why it was a, somewhat of a failure. Arcadia's levels... Uh, fields of alien moss stretches far beneath the blue sky. Right. The colonists live in low, spiraling spar stone walls have protected them from the planet's environment. Um, cities are built around a parliament buildings where established a citizen's rule for the good of all. In the first city monuments, in the first city stood monuments to the 148 colonists who did not survive the journey. <clears throat> and uh, judging everybody lived in the landing and everybody transitioned well into civilization. Just the 148 that died on the ship. Six planets were visited and I came to this conclusion. Breathable air. Very high gravity, hot temperatures, oceans, no resources, edible plants, edible uh, animals, and useful. Uh, here we go. Uh, science, only 30%. And we had 100% of our culture preserved. So uh, that's uh, good. That's why I guess we formed a republic. That's good. Okay, um, next on the list is Bounty, oppressive industrial uh, world ruled by theocracy. Bounty's ocean stretch to the horizon of the blue pale sky. The colonies uh, lived in uh, smog-filled industrial cities with buildings sealed against the planet's harsh environment on platforms floating on the planet-wide ocean. The cities are dominated by temples that are ruled by state religion, which controls the people's lives. The colony's culture mostly ignores the native inhabitants who live in their own communities far apart from the planet and uh, other parts of the planet, I mean. 
Uh, yeah, when that happens, when isolation happens, even though you're living with aliens, they'll mark that as a zero. So that's a bad rating. They they count it good when you're able to intermingle, and uh, I guess some good can come out of it. And uh, actually, yeah, as we get higher on the list. Um, okay, so the first city stands monuments to the 280 people who didn't live during the journey and the 70 who died in building the first civilization. Not that bad in uh, far as the first civilization category. This was uh, after 14 planets were visited. The atmosphere was marginal. Gravity was good. Temperatures were good. Ocean-wide you know, plant, planet, as we uh, mentioned, there were rich in resources, edible plants, uh, good uh, animals. Civilizations were in a Paleolithic uh, state. There was a uh, benevolent chiefsmen, and uh, there were monumental ruins that uh, we could take advantage of. Whenever you have uh, monumental ruins, we're, we're taking consideration. We're like you just discovered. Egypt with uh, pyramids of Gizmas, stuff like that. So um, we we kept uh, over seventy percent of our scientific uh, database and over eighty percent of our culture. All right, let's uh, move up on the list. Uh, atomic Age Corporal Run Hepatitis. Hepatitis had forests. People lived in cities of concrete and steel. And um, the cities are domained by uh, headquarters of wealthy corporations ruled the population of uh, their owners' enrichment. In uh, the first cities, the monuments, only 152 people died in the journey. 55 people died in constructing the civilization. After six, after sixteen visits, we have marginal atmosphere, good gravity, good temperature. We have oceans. We have rich resources, but a barren moon and uh, not so helpful with the plants. Uh, couldn't eat from them. We kept ninety percent of our science, so that's what 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 stood, but only fifty-two uh, percent of our culture. So. You see why it still wasn't that good because corporations just came in. That That's what I also noticed when I came across those resource-rich planets, but everything else was kind of crappy. I was like, no, I don't want slavery. I don't want corporations. I don't want theocracies. None of that bull crap. Snowball. An engaged atomic age democracy. This is our lowest ranking, I guess, good planet now. Snowball. Um, colonists lived in uh, stone concrete. Um, on top of the planet-wide ice sheet. They live happily and fulfilled lives, finally. Under guidance of selfless elected officials. Great. Perfect. In the city stood the monument to the AI. This is probably the best planet yet, right? After seven visits. What a lucky number. We have breathable air, but the gravity was low. 
Temperatures were cold. Snow everywhere. It was a snow-covered planet. There were no resources. Ah. But there was uh, a rich uh, moon with uh, meadows. Beautiful planet. Edible plants. So it's telling y'all some factors on the, why this place was actually good. Uh, we kept 100% of our science, but we only kept uh, 65% of our culture. So even though we only had that, it didn't lead to corruption. It seems like that was good. Everybody lived. Everybody lived after the construction. Everybody lived on the journey. Oh my goodness, I love that mission. Snowball planet. You want to visit that planet, guys? Uh, tell me in the comments. Wow, I'm loving that planet, Snowball. That was number nine on the list, actually. So, Darth. This is number eight on the list. Bronze Age Cosmic Enlightenment. I was liking it when it came to this now. So, um, here is a lot of oceans. Um, they lived in stone cities. They, uh, you know, lived on platforms on top of the ocean. They lived in peace and spiritual fulfillment beyond the dreams of our ancestors on Earth could have imagined. Wow. Guided by the combination of human and alien philosophy in the first city stood monuments to 171 colonists who did not live on the journey and just 21 people who did not live in the first that died in the first construction. This was after 12 planets have been visited. We have marginal atmosphere. Good gravity. Good temperature. Like we mentioned, a lot of oceans. Poor resources though. But edible plants. A lot of alien monuments. And also alien high technology. Um, um, our ruins. We, we have uh, monumental ruins and technology. So so it was barren, but we 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 had um wow, just because of running into those ruins in the alien technology really helped us out scientifically because we only had twenty five percent of our technology still stored, but we had a hundred and thirty culture booming, so that meant that um possibly on the way we we might have uh, gained some 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 things that was good 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 yeah 129 people lived after the landing good good oh higher on the list iron age cosmic uh enlightenment by the same name darth planet let's see that one so uh as we guess uh the criteria was still all the same uh stone uh walls and uh um and, oh that had um some land so we had um that's good um uh they they lived in peace spiritual enlightenment that's good guided by alien and uh human uh philosophy and uh the first city stood a monument to the 20 people who did not survive the journey that means everybody survived in the colonization that's great that's why it's even higher on the list. 11 planets visited. Um, we didn't keep that much science. But we had 118 uh, on the culture. So that's uh, good. 
The reason why I had to take a guess was the monumental ruins. Uh, Not a lot of good animals. You know, it wasn't like the animals were dangerous, right? Haven't ran into that because I absolutely do not pick that scenario. Edible plants. We had caves. A barren moon, though. Poor resources. It was hot. Low gravity. Breathable air. Uh, it was when I saw that breathable air. You know, I zoomed in on that. Bronze Age uh, Cosmic Enlightenment on Garden. That's good. Um, let's let's go over to something a little more newer, but better. Uh, Posidi Engage Information Age Democracy. Sounds great. So, um, Ocean White Planet. Okay, so at night, the orbiting alien structures are visible as a glimmering band across the stars. The colonists lived in the steel and glass buildings. <laughs> Sealed against the planet's environment on platforms floating on the sea. They live happily in fulfilled lives, guided by the selfless elected officials. First city built monuments of... The 50 people did not survive the journey, and 63 people that did not live past the first civilization. That means 950 people lived after the landing. Ooh, over 90% of our science and culture survived. That's great. Tiresias. Engage Atomic Age Democracy. So we had some oceans. That's good. Lived in steel and concrete buildings. Lived happily. In a... Democracy. Um, Only six people died in the journey, but... 326 people died in the first civilization. Nine planets visited. We lived in a... Oh, with the natives. We we were immigrants in a rich hybrid culture. That's why we were great. Oh, wow. The animals are dangerous, though. Yeah. The alien civilization was in an atomic age. That was great. We had a rich moon also. This is the highest ranking Hepatitis. Hepatitis. Uh, atomic age post scarcity. Utopia, though. Okay, so. Squat, thick, limbed alien plants. Yeah, um, colonists lived in steel and concrete, uh, right besides the ocean. They spent their lives pursuing art, leisure, and spiritual fulfillment, while automatic machines took care of the material needs. In the first city, everybody thanked me because nobody died. In the landing, nobody died in the construction. 
That's great. That's great. Breathable air. High gravity, though. Good temperature. We have oceans. Rich resources. We lived in the simulation. Wow. We also had a planet called Thalassia. Information age post-scarcity utopia. And this is supposed to be, yeah, the best planets. Okay, so ocean-wide uh, planet. Yep. Um, they lived in steel and glass buildings on the ocean. They pursued art, leisure, <laughs> and spiritual fulfillment while the machines um, took care of them. In the first city, stood just seven people who did not survive the journey, and only one person died in constructing, um, I guess, a building that must have collapsed on them or some type of structure. This was after seven planets were visited. Breathable air, low gravity, moderate temperature, planet-wide ocean, rich resources, edible plants, regular geological uh, references, and also formations. Great, great, great. Now we're going to number one on the list, Arcadia, Atomic Age Cosmic Enlightenment. This is our first well, now, actually, our second cosmic enlightenment because uh, the one beneath that was our first Darth planet. But there were Bronze Age, though. But this is Atomic Age now we're talking about. Best planet I ever found on this game. Colonists lived in steel and concrete. Planet-wide oceans. They combine alien and human philosophies. Um, but the culture of the colonists ignores the, na the neighboring inhabitants. And that's a zero. That's bad, though. Just a little bit would help. In the city stood the nine people who did not survive the journey. Everybody... Survived the construction phase, though. And we had over a hundred science, over a hundred culture, I guess, on the journey. Eight planets visited. Yep, guys. So that's telling y'all my previous missions and what happened. Now we're going to go on to our, our 23rd mission. And I hope this is the best mission yet because 23 is a special number to me.